All right, cool. So one to uh, get into the show we have coming up in our market, look a little bit in the uh, rear view and also look a little bit ahead into the future as well. And uh, let's dig into the show, man. I mean, we got you in our market July 9th, Canyon Montclair. Besides uh, the gas in the uh, tank (laughs) with gas prices these days, (laughs) I imagine uh, making the set list is probably the next toughest thing to do. Mixing all the rack classics plus solo material. Yeah, you, you you called it right there. That is tough. I mean, that's always the toughest thing, especially if you happen to have, you know, these songs that are kind of cool, you know, <laughs> through the years. Yeah, it is, because everybody expects it. Yeah, I mean, Ratch got so many tunes that I feel like you have to play or else you're not going to get <laughs> escape the venue that night live. There's like eight, nine, yeah. ten songs. But how many solo tunes are you working in? Uh, God, lately... Probably about three or four now, but I got to tell you, you know, if I don't play and, you know, lay it down, lack and you're in love and, you know, it's like more than half the set. And of course, round and back, it's like, well, ish, you know, so we throw, you know, it depends. We'll just throw songs in there. And who is in the band these days? It's Eric still a uh, long time, 18 years, uh, my solo band. We have uh, Jerry Montana, uh, who did a little stint in like dancing and, and uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the, the brothers. Yeah, hell yeah. And then we've got uh, Johnny. I call him Johnny Guitar, some guy from out here in Vegas. He's really good on guitar and, and Scotty Coogan on drums. And, you know. Yeah, that dude's played in a million bands. And, you know, I wanted to talk a little hometown turf. We're an Inland Empire radio station, and I know you, you yep. grew up in San Diego, lived in L.A. for all those years. Kind of curious if you had any shows or memories out in the Inland Empire in Riverside, San Bernardino County area. Of course. Totally, totally. I remember I was uh, playing out in San Bernardino one time, and Robin, actually, it's his 20 years of his passing today. And yeah. uh, But anyway, Robin, uh, San Bernardino, our first time playing a big gig out there, got arrested. And, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff And in, in, in when we first got going. You don't play those places too much later because the venues got bigger, right? Right. So you had to play the bigger venues out, out, out of town. You couldn't play the auditoriums and, and things like that. You know, since you brought it up, I definitely wanted to talk a little Robin Crosby, and it happens to be that yep. we're on the 20th anniversary of his passing. Take me back. Do you mm. remember the first time meeting him? That was back in the San Diego and the local band days, right? He was in another <laughs> band. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We did shows together. I occasionally put them up on my site, officialstephenpiercy.com. He had his band Phenomenon, and I had Mickey Rat, and that was in 1977, San Diego. We played the same halls. I mean, it's crazy to think, because at one time in San Diego, from 77 to 79, we were playing big places. Golden Hall, Plaza Hall, uh, the Roxy in Pacific Beach. I mean, we were no slouch, you know, and Robin's band, too. So that's the one we met, you know, and Warren had a band, actually, and he'd come and see us at Mickey Rat, and his band was called uh, Out. I know Jakey Lee's band also was playing. They were called Teaser. Uh, so it was an interesting time. Yeah. Interesting time. And I imagine you just blown away by Robin's not only playing, but his personality as well. Yeah, I mean, we became fast friends, and, and immediately, the first shows we played together, we became total instant buddies. And then I found out he lived, at, like, down the block from my grandmother, right, who I'd see all the time, take shopping and stuff. She was way cool, you know, total hip grandma. And so we'd go to his house all the time, and, you know, all we did was play guitar and smoke pot and 
you know, that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> Get in trouble. 24-7, right? Yep. And uh, he was also responsible for the first kind of uh, first couple album covers with Tawny Katane pitching in. No, of course, of course. You know, I kind of like did the art directing, but it was, I think it was either Marshall Burroughs or, or Neil Slozauer, the guy who shot the uh, the first cover, came up with that idea. Let's throw them on her legs, you know, and see what happens. And she was a sport about it, and so be it. But am I mistaken, but wasn't he married to Lita Ford or dating Lita Ford for a while as well? Oh, God, who wasn't Robin dating uh, <laughs> Apollonia or I don't know, one of them? And I don't know until he uh, made that tribal mistake. <laughs> and what do you think when you think back on Robin? Is it is his laugh, his jokes? What, what, what stands out to you the most? Help, help us who didn't get to know him that way remember him. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's just the smile. You know, I took a lot of photos in a day. I don't know what made me want to do it. <laughs> and I'm releasing some photos. And the guy smiled, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, did he want to be a baseball player? Well, he wanted to be a rock star, and so be it. He wrote hit songs, and, you know, we had a, a... I mean, we were trouble twins, me and him. We knew exactly what we wanted. When he was free to jam with my band, like 100%, his band imploded, and I pulled them in. It was like, we're on 10. Everything was just 24-7 rat or nothing at all, you know. And smiling all the way. I mean, the first time we heard our record on two radio stations one night, we're like, wow, I guess, we, you know, we made it. But yet we had just, you know, didn't even sell a record. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. You know, yeah, right. looking back through the song credits, I noticed one of my favorites was the ones that you two penned, Back for More. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's actually, you know, as I'm putting together a, a new record, it's a legacy record of mine I'm going to release before my next solo record, number six. It's a legacy record, and it has never before heard tracks, Rat you know, my solo stuff. It goes all over the place and that comes out uh, relatively soon, but I'm listening to some stuff and just as you're talking, you know, back for more and uh, Matt Thorne. I mean, a lot of guys from San Diego migrated to LA after Mickey Rat did. He, uh, Matt Thorne, the bass player who ended up playing in Rat with J.P. Lee, the four-piece version, uh, helped with that song, Back for More. So we got to give him kudos, Matt Thorne. Is there one song that, that really stands out that, that Robin deserves the sole credit for creating? You think you're tough. Ah, killer. Definitely. I, yeah, I mean, that's the only song on the EP besides Walking the Dog that I didn't write for Mickey Rat. Those other songs are Mickey Rat, Tell the World, uh, You Got It. Uh, you know, those songs uh, were Mickey Rat. That song, when he played me that riff, it, it just, I was like, this is our song. This is a, the, this is a, huge. And it did. It became uh, our first hit single, per se, locally, you know, the West Coast, mm -hmm. up north, everywhere, because we had to migrate all over San Bernardino's and all of them, Pasadena's. And then the, the EP we released sells, you know, uh, I don't know, 80,000 80, copies, you know, and uh, God is a deal with Atlantic Records, you know. And the rest is history. And, you know, one last, the rest is history. One last history question regarding Robin. Do you remember the last time you spoke to him before he passed? 
Well, sure. Yeah. You, you know, there are some interviews. I wanted to make it clear. There's been some interviews out and, you know, the guy, you know, he was a little out of place and sometimes didn't really know what he was chatting about. So people have to take that with a grain of salt and, and not think that we weren't brothers. I mean, he was close with everybody in, in their own way, but him and I, you know, we just had this full blown you know, 24-7, 150% collaboration, uh, creating this, this this beast. You know, when I think about it, it's like, you know, I knew uh, on when he passed, it was it, you know. Last of the Mohicans, you know. You know, and speaking of health, we got to touch upon your health as well. Four years yes. cancer-free now, right? Yes, yeah, just monitoring, and, and it's all good, and I support people who, give me a chat back on health and this and that. And, you know, you never know. Uh, I went in for a test and that's how I found out. Blood checked, you know, what you should do. And they went, lo and behold. And I was like, well, oh, (laughs) (laughs) so it kind of wakes you up down. So I say, and then everybody is passing, just dying around me, family and friends and musicians of the of cancer, and it's like so disturbing, you know. It really is disturbing, you know. Live life, love, you know. Yeah, the older we get, and I mean, no one's getting any younger. So I always want to right. touch upon health and make sure we get that in there as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Every day, the foot above ground is a good day. Yeah, amen to that. And Stephen, I appreciate all the time. Last thing I got to hit you with, and and just sure. we're one of those old school radio stations. We do mandatory Metallic every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to uh-huh. be a part of. And I'm kind of curious. Right you were in L.A. around the same time. What's your relationship? experience with the mighty Metallica. We played uh, uh, Billy Barty's roller rink together. Oh, wow. Back in like 1982, I think, one. And they were still all aggressive. And, you know, we kind of teeter-tottered getting along, you know. There's photos of us out there in 84, 85, hanging. Not pretty much with James, but uh, the drummer. Lars. And... Yeah, Lars. And, you know, hey, it is what it is. They became a global institution, this corporate thing. And, and you never thought back then, because, you know, back then you had Wasp, Metallica, Rat, Motley, uh, Quiet Riot. I mean, it was crazy, you know. When you were watching them in the roller skating rink that they would go on to do <laughs> what they did. I mean, they were such an aggressive, abrasive band, especially for that time. And you're correct. And that's what made them different. You know, we all had our, our own trip going and it just so happened ours was this, you know, cement pirate kind of people and theirs was, you know, metal to the wall, you know, and too much for L.A. And I, I don't blame them, you know, with all these bands, you know, the mini rats and mini motleys and it was <laughs> a little goofy, you know. Yeah, they escaped to the northern Cal and found their home and found their place and went and ruled the world. Yeah, right. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it's totally insane how how huge, you know, but they're a great band. I mean, you know, what can I say, you know? Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time and can't wait for the show on the uh, 9th of July at Canyon Montclair. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while. Can't wait to see you out there, Stephen. Thank you so much for the time and safe travels out there. Thank you. Thank you, brother. 
Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety. Available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.